Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. How many of those remnant people don't have to worry about somebody remembering to take up the offering? You can't even fathom coming to the house of God and not giving your tithe and offering. If nobody even mentions it, if I forget about it, and no ushers even got a bucket back there, you will find the bucket. Thank you for the three people that are givers in here. Boy, bless God, if you don't take up the offering right now, they, they may not give. It's nothing on me. I'm not taking up the offering right now. Sorry. That's good ushers. I'm not taking up the offering, Mac. I'm not taking up the offering. I'm just talking about we're going to do it anyway. You're going to give it anyway. I'm going to do that at the end of the service. I love these elders. and these. Come on. You see who was bringing the buckets down? Elders. Elders. Although I love that, that that shows the servant's heart of, of two of our elders bringing buckets down, it shouldn't have to be the elders. Thank you for the other three people. Here we go. Let me just stop and just get a, talk, talk about this download that I just now got. Can I give you all the download that I just now got? What is tomorrow? Say it loud. Let me tell you what Labor Day is. It's a day that's supposed to honor labor. It's not a day that you celebrate taking off labor. Thank God that you have a day off. Some of y'all don't. But if anything needs to happen at this Labor Day, two things need to happen. We need a move of people reminding themselves of the command of God to work. Not kill yourself, but work. We have a devil sent from hell of laziness on this nation. And you know why? Because the world will always reflect the church. We have had a lazy church so long. People want to come to church and do the bare minimum. We've been doing it for generations. And it's come, the chickens have come home to roost. I did a YouTube on this thing now called quiet quitting. It's a new TikTok phenomenon that people are jumping on. And that means I'm not quitting my job. I'm just quitting going above and beyond on my job. And I said in the video, and I'll say now, I get the fact that it's time for people to stand up for themselves and not, not be taken advantage of and not be paid for 40 hours, but yet you work 60 hours because you take your work home. I get that aspect. But people are jumping on it. And using it, it was started for the right reason for people just saying, you know what? If anything come out of this pandemic, I, this thing came out. I want to be appreciated for what I'm going to, what I'm being do, doing, and I want to be paid for the job that I'm doing. I get that, but that spirit of laziness just jumped right on it, and now just says, hey, look, you gonna fire me? Go ahead. Who's gonna take my spot? If I want to sit here and scroll through TikTok on my computer, you're still gonna pay me. That's the spirit in the world that came from the church. People in the church have been quiet quitting my whole lifetime. Here's how, here's how quiet quitting sounds in the church. 
well, you know what? I'm still healing. I need to sit on the pew for a little bit longer while I heal. Well, how long does it take to heal? You came to our church five years ago needing healing. You're still getting healing? Whoa, it's getting quiet in here. It's time to work. Jesus said, work while it is day. For the night comes when no man can work. So Labor Day, get up on Labor Day and enjoy your day off. If, you get, if you're blessed to have that day off, enjoy it on the lake. Enjoy it at the pool. Enjoy it at the grill. Enjoy it sitting there in your living room. Enjoy everything that God has blessed you with. But take advantage of that day and tell a few people and tell yourself, this is Labor Day. This is work day. This is a day to set aside to remind us of work. So you know what, God? I, I commit myself on Labor Day weekend in the natural to get in the game, to get back into service, to get back into working for the Lord. Whatever I'm needed to do, I'm going to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the five people that still love their pastor and won't shout me down. Come on. Slap your neighbor and tell him, if you didn't know, he was talking to you. Here we go. You ready? Are you ready? I know what's going on now. He tied up both cool shine I know what I'm feeling. I'm, I thought I was feeling that y'all was sort of checked out on what I just said. No, I know exactly what I'm feeling. I'm feeling them devils that I just dealt with trying to push back on me right now. They, they didn't like what just happened. Satan, I say to you and all the demons of hell that are trying to put people under judgment right now, pre premeditated shame, premeditated guilt. People in this room are already beating themselves up. They've already got offended at something that I've said. But I want to remind you, devil, and I want to remind everybody in this room, too, that I've told you from the beginning of this revival, there is only one thing that will keep you from this move of God. It is the spirit of offense. Don't you dare let it come on you. Well, I think some of you need to hear something about you. Because some of you don't know, you, you ain't got the strength and the boldness to say this about you. But God told me to tell this and say this to you. And to start by saying, God told me to tell you about you. Are you ready? Somebody shout, I receive it. Somebody say, tell me about me. Uh-huh. You have been prepared for this moment. There is no more waiting time for you. The time is now. Listen to me. This is not just a word for you. This is now a word for this house. Are you ready? Somebody said, this is my church. So this is my word. Is there only about a third of the people in here that believes this is your house or your church? Because I ask you, if this is your church, to say, this is my church. So this is my word. Okay, here it is. September. Y'all know it's September. Is that shocking? That it's already September? That's crazy. This is what the Lord said about September. September will be known as the remnant church month. Something will happen in the remnant church in this month of 2022 that will be very, very noticeable and will be undeniable. Not just this church. But every remnant church around the world, you will see, hear, and know something significant happens and, and will set the stage in the spirit realm in this month. 
Do you hear this prophetic word that's coming forth from your pastor? These are the things that God spoke to me while I was in prayer. September will be known as the remnant church month. September will see doors open for remnant churches and five-fold ministries that they only dreamed of. September will be a launching. It will be a launching for the remnant church into new realms of influence, but September will also be a launching for you. Somebody say, I receive it. September will be a very, very important month for this church and for your life and for your family. It is not just any of September. It is not just any month. You will remember this month. You will not forget this month. If you'll allow God to do it. Miracles are going to happen right before your eyes that are going to blow your mind. September will be the month that finally puts you in a place where you will finally move as a worshiper. I'm just telling you what God told me. Are you hearing? Now, now this is a word for the praise team. I ain't had time. This happened to me in my office, so I ain't even had time to talk to even Austin about this. But, I, but he knows he's my son, and he knows when I speak into him. It's life. It's encouragement. Do you all receive it? a word for this praise team for the singers September will be the month that this house finally moves into a house of worship September will be the month that praise not worship that's part of it but I think we're there in worship but we're not there in praise September will be the month that praise explodes in this house Mm-hmm. I see you, stupid devil. There's something about this spot right here. When I see right, did you hear that? Well, that's where, that's where the signal drops. Nope. Mm-mm. See here. I'm. It's almost like that spot where that circle is back when I received the Holy Ghost. Because if y'all notice, when I preach, I come right here a lot, don't I? And of all spots for my voice to, be, to drop, it's the very spot that many times I'm making the most powerful point that God has given me. So I'm going to put me a little extra right there. I'm going to mark that spot. There's going to be some significant things happen right there. Come on. I'm not trying to be weird. I'm just flowing. Starting next Sunday, praise team, listen to me. Starting next Sunday, there will be no more prep of the people. No more prep of the people. There will be no more at 10 o'clock talking and welcoming everybody to the altars. There will be nobody, come on, y'all wake up. Did you have your coffee? There'll be no more. Come on down here, find you a place. No more. Because those that are hungry for God will be in this altar. Those that are hungry for God will need no prep. There'll be no talking at 10 o'clock, actually about two minutes to 10, at least by then. If you'll do some talking, do some prepping, you do that before. Two or three minutes before 10 o'clock, ain't nothing but rocking in this house. Ain't nothing but jumping up and dancing in this house. If you can play the guitar and jump up and down, do it. If you can stand up and do your feet while you're playing the keyboard, do it. You'll have to praise the Lord with your feet on the, on the drums or something. I don't know how you'll do it. 
bring the atmosphere. Because I'm telling you, in this month and next month, people are coming from the north, south, east, and west. And they're not coming needing anybody to prep them. They're not coming to hear anybody, to see anybody. They have heard of the presence of God in this house. They have heard that if you got a devil, it comes out of this house. They have heard that if you're sick, you get healed in this house. They've heard if your mind is tormented, you get free in this house. They've heard if you're lost in, an addict, lost in sin, you get saved in this house. You, they've heard if your marriage is falling apart, it's healed in this house. They've heard that if prodigals run away, they come back in this house. So they're coming in. They don't need no fluff. They don't need, they already had to push through hell to get here. So your role, your role in their deliverance is to come with a praise, with a dance, with a shout, with a leap. Are you hearing me? Our job will no longer be to wake you up. The remnant is awake. Oh, I, I'm trying to get all this out. And I'm still confessing over you. I got a sermon to preach. This fall and this winter will be different from any other fall and winter that you have ever experienced in your life. Ever. In a good way. While it will look like Everything is crumbling around you in the natural. There will be violence in the streets. There will be viruses. There will be variants. There will be mandates. There will be attempted shutdowns. There will be division leading up to the election like we have not known. There will probably be attempted suicide, attempted uh, assassinations of political leaders. We have no idea of the demonic realm that is about to be released over this nation and the world. Well, we should know because it's in Scripture. But in the midst of it all, you will see favor. You will walk in joy. You will walk in purpose. You will not walk in depression. You will not walk in sickness. You will not walk in fear. And those that are walking in depression, fear and anxiety and stress will be gravitating to you as a magnet. Are y'all hearing me? Is anybody receiving this word? Huh? See, sometimes your pastor just has to speak over you. Sometimes your pastor just has to speak into your life. Because watch this, I ain't quoted the scripture yet, but I've not said anything that's not backed up by scripture. None of this has been just Larry. Because God has said greater is he that's in you than he that's within the world. Right? Here we go. Get this in your spirit and write it upon the flesh of your heart. And for 20 minutes I'll preach after this. This fall and winter will be different than any other fall and winter you've ever experienced. Which will, listen to these words, this is what God spoke to me. I'm, my fingers were smoking while I was typing this. Which will lead, which will be this, the recipe, I, I, uh, these are my words, the, the, the ingredients I should say in the moment, in the movement, this fall and this winter.
will have an agenda tied to it. Because when we come out of it, we will move into, listen to the words of your pastor, the greatest resurrection Sunday, Easter, spring season that the American and the modern church has ever known. We are about to, as a church, finally walk in the power of His resurrection. Because we have come through the fellowship of His suffering. And those that are left are remnant. So, start carrying yourself. This is still a prophetic word to you in this church, but to you personally as well. Start carrying yourself in the miracle as if it has already happened. You ain't going to know how to handle this next statement because I didn't know how to handle it when he said it to me. Start walking in a holy arrogance. Dot, dot, dot. That's what you call dramatic pause. Start walking with a holy arrogance towards darkness. Remember, flesh and blood is not our enemy. So you don't walk in arrogance towards people. But you get up and you walk in an arrogance against sickness. You walk in an arrogance against, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost, against depression. You get an arrogance against, about you against a spirit of anxiety. You get an arrogance against, about you against that addiction, that addiction that's trying to come back on you. Who do you think you are? Do you not know who I am? Do you not know who is in me? Do you not know I'm a citizen of heaven? My name is on the roll. Come in here trying to mess with my family. Come in here trying to tell me I'm going to lose my house. Come here trying to tell me I'm going to lose everything I got. Do you not know who I am? Do you not know who's in me, on me, and working through me? That's to the devil. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Every child of God is known in heaven, but not every child of God is known in hell. Y'all ain't going to know how to take this. My mission is li in life as, as I spend the, breathe the rest of the days that God gives me into my life is not to be known in heaven. Not to be famous in heaven. If I'm going to be famous anywhere, I don't want to be, I don't care about being famous here on this earth. I don't even care about being famous up in heaven. Because when I get to heaven, ain't nobody going to be famous. If anybody's going to be famous, it's going to be Moses and all those jokers. But if I got any desire to be famous, I want to be famous in hell. I want the devil to know me. Oh, I want the paparazzi of hell to know me. Listen, when you get a holy arrogance against darkness, it'll come a point where you won't even have to remind the demons of who you are. You'll just stand up and other demons will remind other demons who you are. We'll hold up. We don't need to mess with him. Do you not know who he is?
Well, that kind of holy arrogance is not reserved for preachers and platforms and microphones. It's reserved for children of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, He's given them power to become the sons of God. And if sons of God, then heirs with God. And if heirs with God, then join heirs with Christ. Still with me? Refuse to be silent in your convictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Start telling every pastor you know, every minister you know, and every attendee of another church. Now stay with me. Not to come to your church. But if you sense that they are looking for the fire, they are hungry for the real, start telling them right now about Elevate Conference. Because this Elevate Conference is going to be unlike anyone we've ever known as well. Because it ain't about who's preaching. It's about what's going to sit down in this place. To further equip us for what is coming. This Elevate Conference will be a prophetic apostolic conference more than any we've ever known. October 5th, 6th, and 7th. And then that following Sunday, two days after that, that Saturday will be a women's conference with a mighty woman of God, Heidi Begley. And then that ninth, that Sunday, will be Pastor Paul Begley who is preaching under an anointing like he has never preached under. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Glory is going to fill this place. And we'll still do our Christmas Eve celebration. We'll still do a Christmas celebration day. We'll still do all the fun things. But I'm going to tell you something. Even on those days, the glory is going to fall. When the praise team is singing Christmas songs, people are going to be weeping under the power of God. On Christmas Eve, while we're just thinking about singing a few songs and getting out of here, people are going to, before they ever even light the candle, people are going to come to these altars on Christmas Eve. I declare that people are going to be born again on Christmas Eve. Because of the glory that will be in this house. Because of the people that are in this house. And finally, what all this means is this. Take ownership of this moment. It's 1134 if you're taking a pill. Labor Day is not till tomorrow. Not today. Today is Sunday. Tomorrow's Labor Day. Today is Sunday. Today is the day of the Lord. Can I get an Amen. Now, last week I told you about, you set your hands this way and pray for me right now. afraid of you. I will not be intimidated a day, one more day that I have left with breath in my body. Last week I talked to you about the religion of wokeism. (laughs) 
this week, I want to tell you that it's more than a religion. It is a cult. I don't need nobody up here. I know what y'all getting ready to do. Thank you. If I fall off the stage, catch me. If I don't, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. Don't worry that if I fall out, I'm not going to look at you and get mad at you because you didn't catch me. Because I, I know you want to do your job. Because this, this is not... This is not one of them. I'll tell you what this is. I can literally feel demonic spirits fighting me right now. I can literally feel them trying to punch me in my gut. Say, you don't know. I've still got them. I've still got them. Let me tell you something. I can feel the devils that came off of you trying to come against me and tell me that they still got you. You better stand up on your feet and say, he ain't got me. I am free. You better declare your freedom right now because he's trying to taunt you. The devil is trying to taunt you. can feel the devils coming out and off of you right now. Do you understand? I am fighting for you right now. I am fighting. I am standing in the gap for you right now. I need you to stand the gap for my grandbaby. You cannot take moments like this lightly. I'm not talking about what's happening on me. I'm talking about what you have said about yourself. Sit down. Thank you. I feel I feel it. You know what? I, I just felt it. Did y'all feel something just re- a heaviness just released in here? I see what happened. Now, now I have a clear mind. It came off of you and ev- Woo! every devil that came off of you just hit me. I, they all hit me at the same time. Do you know what I'll commit to you? When I need help. I will call for it. I will ask for it. I will not be that preacher. I will not be that preacher that thinks he's big enough to handle it. I will cry out for help. That's what I just did. And when you rose up in fight power and you rose up 
all the devils that came off of you that tried to come off of me came off of me. And you know what that means? They are not in this room. They are not in this room. Ten thirteen says, For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 103, ver- ch- chapter 3, 103, 12 says this, As far as it, the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. If there is sin in your body that you still, sin in your mind, sin in your spirit that you have not dealt with, stand to your feet right now. Stand to your feet right now. Just stand to your feet right now and ask the Lord to forgive you. Stand to your feet right now and get your heart right with God right now. Come on, don't wait on me to lead you in a prayer. Repent for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord. Get it right right now. You can't go where you need to go carrying that. Get it right. Now just believe God that you're free. Just praise Him right now. Just praise Him right now. Just praise Him right now that God just, and it ain't just words. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed your transgressions from you. Can I help you? Those that just prayed that prayer. The east and the west, they never meet. They just keep going. You can't never find them. Which one did he throw it to? The east or the west? It don't matter. You can't ever get there. So quit trying to dig them up. You're free. But see, wokeism, the spirit of de- de- the demonic spirit of wokeism on this in this world, condemns you and says you can never be forgiven. There are, gener- there are people that are being condemned today for things that happened generations ago and that wokeism says this generation can never be forgiven for the sins of our fathers. Oh, it got quiet in here. I am not my father. This church is not the church of my fathers, of our forefathers. This church is a remnant church. This church is a church full of people who are free. People who have been forgiven. People who, when, we, when we, we understand that when we are cut, we bleed the same. We are interchangeable. Because we are humanity. But more than that in this house, we are the, the house of God. The family of God. See, if you allow yourself to let the devil tell you. You can never be free of anything because of what you did in the past. You can never walk in the purpose and the anointing that God wants you to walk in individually. And also as a church, the church's hands will be tied from now on. We'll never be able to speak freely. We have to parse our words. Worrying about being canceled. Worrying about being cut off of social media. 
if anything, our words should be parsed through the love of God. I understand that. Our words should be parsed through the gospel. We're never to add or take away from the gospel. But I can't, as your pastor, parse my words through the worry of a culture who don't even believe in God. I will not take my orders from somebody that believes I'm an idiot because I believe in a God I cannot see. Oh, I'm preaching better than you shouting. See, it's a religion. A religion and a cult both have something in common. And thank God we're neither. We're not religious and we're not a cult. Now, your family have all told you you're in a cult. I know that. Why you got to be down to that church? Why, why you got to go to church every Sunday? Why you got to be down there? On a, why you got to go to work days? Why you got to go to Bible study? Why you got to go? Sound like a cult to me. No. Those words are usually coming from somebody that don't ever go to church. They don't understand nothing about church. They don't, they don't want to learn what makes you want to go to church. They want you to stop going to, so that they can feel better about themselves. Every religion and every cult has a few similarities to the church because they are pathetically imitating and using principles of the church to try to give the world a better alternative than this. Because they want to give you fellowship. They want to give you community without holiness. Without responsibility. Without accountability. Without exclusivity. Jesus is the only way. But they, this is one of the things they have in common. And I'm hurrying. They have a desire to recruit. We call it evangelize. We are believing God for souls and so are they. This is, this is not a statement against anything of what our president said. This is not a pro-Republican, pro-Democrat statement or whatever. But I thought it was ironic that the title of his, of his message, I should say, to the whole country was the soul of our nation. That was the title of it. We are in a battle for the soul of our nation. And when I heard the title of, of his speech to America before he ever gave, before he ever said a word, I said, well, you know what? He, he got that right. We are in the battle for the soul of our nation. But can I tell you something? No preacher in no pulpit, no Democrat, no Republican, no president, no senator, no representative, no Supreme Court justice, no bully pulpit has the answer for the soul of this nation. But I got a pulpit and a microphone, and I do. I do have it. 
They ought to give me the microphone, put me on CNN and Fox News. I'll, I'll tell the nation, yes, we're in a battle for the soul of our nation, but it ain't got nothing to do with who you vote for. It's got everything to do with the, what, what's happening in the altars of our churches, what's happening with our children, what's happening with our prayer life, what's happening, oh my God, what's happening, are you, are you in a church that's telling you what's coming? Another statement was made by, by another senator on the Republican side. He said, we have lost as a people the pride of our nation. Well, can I tell you something? I get what he's saying. I get what President Biden was saying. Because in the natural, we are, it does seem like there's a, there's a division that is there's a, almost like a war happening in the, in the, in the cultures of our, of our nation for the battle of our soul. And yes, there are those that now hate our country and those that fight and put flags up more than anything. But can I tell you something? I love my country. But I'm going to tell you something. In the middle of people judging those that burn the flags, there's another group that have raised the American flag higher than the banner of holiness. Your country is a country that you should love, but your country does not overshadow the kingdom. Pride. Isn't it funny? Pride. We've got a whole month dedicated to pride. But wait a minute. Not really. Some of them still ain't changed their logos back. Well, you can say all you want to. Well, that's, their social media team just hasn't updated it yet. No. No, their social media has on purpose not updated it yet. Because it ain't just one month. It's everywhere. It's every month, every day. Not just what is celebrated during pride, but pride in general. Pride is what brought down Adam and Eve in the garden. There's nothing new under the sun. Wokeism, the religion of wokeism, the cult of wokeism can be summed up in pride. It's about me, what I want, what I believe. And, I, and now the church has become woke. And now we have woke preachers who have amended the word of God to satisfy the wants and the pride of the people in their church. If I hadn't lost you by now, I'm about to lose you. Wokeism tells us, don't shove your religion down my throat while they shove theirs down ours. They tell us, we don't care if you have church, but keep your Jesus message in church. Well, then keep your devil message in your house. Get it out of my TV. Get it off of my radio. Get it out of my kids' elementary school. Get it out of my, get it out of my baby's kindergarten. Are y'all here? Well, you want to tell me to shut up? Teach them math. Teach them Quit teaching your garbage, evangelizing my children. 
My mama used to say, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Here's the reality. You, you going to preach your gospel and tell me to shut up with mine? Oh, you, what you don't realize what is happening to the remnant is you are just causing the remnant to get louder. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Why you think you're shutting us up? You're just making us get louder. Why you think you're making us woke? You're really causing us to wake up. And I got news for you. Some of the woke is waking up. Some of the very ones that bought into the wokeism. The devil has pushed it so far. They're like, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. I saw a video this week of a drag queen. Full-on drag queen on TikTok. And you think you know where this is going. This is, a, this is a drag queen that does this for a living. It's his, her, their lifestyle, according to their pronoun. But this is the message that the drag queen said. I want to say something to all those that are in my community. My fellow queens is what she said. Those that are lesbians, those that are gay, those that are bisexual, non-binary. She calls them all out. He called them all out. Whatever. See how this messed us up? And the drag queen looks at the camera and says, but you have went too far. This is not what we said we wanted. You need, listen, the drag queen said, you went too far when you started trying to make children like us. Leave the children alone. The drag queen said it. The drag queen said this. If they grow up to become adults at adult age and decide they want to do what we do, then I will help them. But leave the children alone. The woke are even waking up. Because the devil can't stop until he has brought total debauchery. Genesis chapter 6, right before the flood, conditions to where the heart of man is evil continually. And what did Jesus say about the last days? Shall be as the days of Noah. Large corporations are being told, you will either change or we will destroy you. You may or may not know this, and I'll, and I'll hurry up and finish. I'll finish the next part next week. But when the pandemic hit at its highest and the, the hospitalizations were at its highest and people were dying at its highest, you probably remember this. I'll probably remind you when I say this. But the hospitals in New York were saying they could not handle the amount of people being hospitalized. So Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, took his ministry, Samaritan's Purse, to New York City. He has an entire uh, section of his ministry that is nothing but doctors and nurses that goes all over the world in crisis and in, uh, in terrible tragedies. And he set up a mobile hospital unit 
with an emergency room, ICU rooms, all the equipment that an ICU room would have, ventilators, everything that they would need for COVID inside secure and uh, virus-free tent areas with circulating air, more clean than even the air in the hospitals. They started bringing the bodies, the people in and putting people in there and treating them. The tents begin to fill up. I remember this, saw this. This is not something I read. I saw this with my own eyes. The weight load of the hospitals went down. The nurses' level of stress went down. The doctors' number of people they had to see went down because Franklin Graham brought his own doctors and his own nurses. But within three days, this is what wokeism does. Because wokeism tries to tell you that they care about you. Here's what wokeism does. Within three days, that first week, protesters began to protest outside of the tent with a microphone and megaphone. So they were taking deathly sick patients and having to have police to escort them through protesters to be treated. And remember, they care about you. But this is what they said. They begin to chant. We don't want you. We don't want you. Some of them had pictures of, of mocking Jesus, saying, we don't want your God. Don't bring your God. Don't bring your ministry that doesn't believe in abortion. Don't bring your ministry that doesn't believe in, in, in gay marriage. You only believe in marriage between a man and a woman. Because just because Franklin Graham had made that statement, that he believes in biblical marriage, that he believes in, in life at conception, they chose, wokeism will choose their message over the lives of people that are dying. Let me tell you what they did. They ran Franklin Graham out of New York City. The mayor of New York City stood out under pressure and made an announcement. We do not want Franklin Graham in our city. You need to pack up your stuff and leave. They ran him out. And within a few weeks, Pippin forgot all about him. And the narrative was how many people were dying of COVID in New York City because they did not have enough ICU beds for them. But, but if you're not careful, you will buy into the hook of compassion and the hook of love and the hook of who are you to say who someone could love? Who are you to say that someone should not be happy? Well, you don't have the right to say all that. I'm not trying to have the right. I just happen to believe in this. I don't think that you would ever look at someone that wanted to do a, a horrible, one of the Ten Commandments, let's just say. I don't think many of you would allow some, let's just deal with a, a light one without getting too controversial at the very end. Someone comes in your house and they start taking your stuff. And you'd be like, man, what you, you need to get out of here. What are you doing? Well, 
I don't have a fever. Thank you. Don't you want me to have a fever like you do? Is it not right? You say that your God wants me to be blessed. You say that your God wants me to be happy. Well, I've walked by your house so many times, and I've looked inside the window, and I've seen how big your TV is and how beautiful your TV is. And I decided I want to come in here because, listen, man, I know, I know what your Bible says, but can I come praise you? I just want to be happy. Okay, okay, you're right. Who am I to say that? Who am I to say that you don't have a right to my fever? You know what? You're right. I'll do without a TV so that you can have one. That's what wokeism does. Wokeism says, let me do what I want to do, but you don't get to do what you want to do. In fact, I need you in order, it's not really enough for me to do what I want to do. Because here's the reality. I ain't got no power to stop you from loving whoever you want to love. Hey, you go sleep with anybody you want to sleep with. I have no power to stop that. You're not, wokeism is not satisfied with me saying, you know, it's a free country. You can do whatever you want to do. It's not enough for me to say that. Because the truth is, in the country, I'm not talking about kingdom, in the nation, you can literally do whatever you want to do. That's what the Constitution says. Up to a certain point, you can't just go kill somebody. Unless it's an unborn child. And in some, and in some states, a born child. Do you understand? In some, in some states, it's literally in the law that they'll lay the baby over and let them suffocate and die alive. It's, that, that is abortion laws in some states. And many of, many of them have no restriction. Abort them 10 minutes later, they're a baby. 10 minutes earlier, you can stick something up inside the woman and kill the baby. Same baby. They're not satisfied with you being able to say, look, I, what you do is up to you. I'm just, I'm just being me. You be you. It's not enough. Wokeism has to force you to endorse the lifestyle to promote the agenda. And if you don't, you're going down. I'm not promoting an agenda of hate, of division. I'm not promoting an agenda of, of death, of lasciviousness. I can't believe I said that word. <laughs> Sex with no consequences. I'm not promoting it. I'm not going to hate you if you choose that. You're just as welcome as anybody else. If a person completely dressed at full on drag queen comes in our church, you might probably look at them. Well, they might probably stand out because that's the purpose of somebody being a drag queen. Which, by the way, you know, drag queens do not dress to look like women. They dress to look like a drag queen, which is just whatever. I mean, most women would never dress like that. Can I get an amen? 
But if a drag queen came in here, would they be welcome here? Of course. Of course. Could they come up here and raise their hands and praise God? Absolutely. We'll let God deal with them. But are they going to get a microphone and stand on that platform? Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Now, hold up before you, before you judge me. I'm, I'm about to close. And we've got several things to do before I let you go out here and start your Holy Ghost weekend. Extended weekend. Listen to this. Before you say, yeah, yeah, I hear you. But what about people that's up on this stage that's sleeping with somebody that ain't their wife and it's the opposite sex or having sex before marriage? Well, same sin. The reality is this. If I know about it, I'm going to love them and counsel them through it, but they ain't going to get a microphone. They ain't going to preach on Sunday. They ain't going to lead people in worship. People can have any kind of hidden sin. But if I know about it, I'm not going to give you a microphone to speak out of a voice when you're living in rebellion. Well, I'm going to close by reading this scripture. And then I'm going to go. No, I'm not going to read that. I was going to read you a bunch of scriptures. I'm just going to read you two. Ephesians chapter 5 says this to you who are awake and not woke. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light of the world. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And here's the first for you. If you want to know which one side you're supposed to be on. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And here's your mandate. But rather expose them. For it is shameful to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all these things are exposed or made manifest by the light. And whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake, you who asleep, arise from the dead. And Christ will give you light. Don't get woke. Get awake. Because when you're awake, you turn the light on. And when you turn the light on, the roaches are not comfortable. The mice and the, and the rats don't just hang out in the middle. You, you ever just seen a, and I hope, I'm not talking about your house because I know you don't have any roaches. But you ever turn a light on somewhere and there was several roaches in there? And they were in there doing their business. So they, they just hung out in the middle of the floor looking at you. When the light was, you're standing there, lights on, you're just standing there. Now, they may be drunk from some kind of poison you gave them or something. I'm not talking about those kind. I'm talking about the ones that ain't touched nothing. And you turn the light on, what do they do? They run. They flee. What's this? They lose their influence. They lose their voice. The reason the devil has a voice is because the church... It's not been shining like it should be shining. And the roaches feel comfortable. And the rats feel comfortable to nibble on anything they want to nibble on. 
but the remnant may be smaller than we ever dreamed, but it's more powerful than we ever imagined. It's, a, it's like that little tiny flashlight that when you turn it on, you think, well, that's just a baby flashlight. Give me a real flashlight. And you turn that bad boy on. It's like the whole house lights up because it ain't nothing about the size of the flashlight. It's about what's in the flashlight and the light that shines the bulb that's on the flashlight. Let me tell you something. Your church may be smaller in number, Pastor, but if you're still alive and you're preaching glory, it's shining brighter than it ever has. Get up on your feet right now and give the Lord a praise all over this house. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Come on, Remnant. Come on, Remnant. Praise Hallelujah. Now, we got video announcements. You can be sitting. I'm going to let, we're going to do video announcements. And as we go, ushers, stand at the door, lock the doors. Don't let them out until they give. Just kidding. Just give them an opportunity to give. Remnant's going to give. We'll have buckets waiting for you as you go. You know how to text to give. You can do that. Right after announcements, we'll dismiss you and let you go. Have you been blessed today? I mean, folks have been saved today, delivered, and healed today in this house.